What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Formula America podcast. We're your host, Curtin Dillon, and it's finally come down to this, Dillon. This is the last race of the season. All will be decided, dead even on points, winner takes all. Oh, wait, no, no, no. That's, that's no, no, wrong year. Sorry, wrong year. Sorry. But still, we no do have... No way the FIA <laughs> could screw this for anybody. <laughs> oh, no, don't say that. <laughs> we, we do have a very close points battle between uh, Ferrari and Mercedes, which is where my eyes are going to be at this weekend. Yeah, for and sure. uh, we, we can get into it. I've I've got some theories about Ferrari and Mercedes, and I think that uh, I think the Scuderia is on a comeback right now. And I think that Mercedes is not doing so hot and probably won't be for a little bit. I don't know that I think that the Scuderia is necessarily on a comeback. I would say that they're doing better. I think that Mercedes is on a downward trend. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I was thinking about that the other day. I think there's a whole separate podcast right there in, in the reasons behind that. But yeah, I definitely agree with you. Fan, Abu Dhabi, Yas Marina circuit. This circuit is a pretty awesome circuit. I was looking yesterday at, uh, they did a before and after, and mm -hmm. they just created all of this just out of the desert, basically like everything over there. But this is a pretty cool track. And we've had it's some really good races here. It's one of the really cool looking tracks. Like it almost makes me want to go to it. Just I love the way they have that like net of lights over it. Like the the shots here are always so cool. It's just a really cool looking track. The track itself I think is awesome. It's a very well designed purpose built track. Um it, it has a few more really slow corners than I generally like. It's definitely not a Silverstone. Um but it's got some great racing. It's got some really cool pieces to it. Um, I think it's going to favor a couple of cars this weekend. Uh, uh, probably Red Bull. But uh, <laughs> like I, every I, track except for it, Singapore. <laughs> yeah, every track except for Singapore. Um, it's got the big runoff areas. And historically, unless you have a Latifi or a McShumacher or the both of them together, <laughs> we don't really get any safety cars. <laughs> Oh man, last year it was like Captain Planet with their powers com combined. They had that like synchronized pure way. Right <laughs> uh, who can forget Nicholas Latifi in 2021? Oh man, what was it? Five laps to go, just Oof. sends I, it into the wall. One man changed the outcome of the entire championship and lives. People are still, <laughs> people still are on edge and upset about that. <laughs> understandably understandably true but uh yeah so uh well what we got going on this weekend so the yas marina circuit it has been around since 2009 58 laps 5.2 kilometers long uh lap record held by max verstappen in 2021 uh <laughs> for a minute 26.1 great length of track uh we've got 16 corners two drs zones and between turns five and six, the straightaway is 1.3 kilometers long, which is just shy of a mile. Nice, long straightaway. Um, and it's cool because turns five and six are both super tight hairpin corners. So your, your exit has to come out perfectly. And if you're defending going into those corners, you're going to be in a bad place. We saw that last year with the uh, Lewis and Carlos Sainz battle where they kept on trading positions because mm -hmm. they'd make you defend, go down into turn five, and then you're not set up for the straightaway. And then the other car gets to pass. And the next time the other car does the same thing. So it, uh, it makes for some great battles. Uh, the 11, 12, 13 complex of turns is super hard on the cars. It's, it's just a great track. Uh, I'm excited for it. 
Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, last year we had some pretty good racing too. It was exciting seeing Seb Vettel, his last race, how far up he could get. And then we got robbed because at the end of the race, we were supposed to have Sebastian Vettel, Lewis Hamilton, uh, Max Verstappen, and Alonzo, all the champions doing their donuts right there. And yep. Alonzo's piece of crap Alpine <laughs> crapped out on him, and he wasn't able to make it. I'm wondering if they're planning something like that again for this year or if it's just going to be the podium sitters. But it'll, that, be it'll be interesting. Cool. I always look forward to the donuts at the end. They're, it's such a fun tradition. I remember it was maybe it was the 2020 season um, when Botas was second in the driver championship and the two Mercedes did the donuts out there together and ended perfectly facing each other. Yeah. It just looked badass. Like I know oh, it had to be scripted that way, but it looked <laughs> really cool. You know who else is excited about donuts? Uh, Mick Schumacher. And yeah. um, his team was not. <laughs> was one of the worst radio messages. Like, Mick, uh, please stop doing donuts. <laughs> he was like, I love you guys too. <laughs> yeah. He was so just. <laughs> what a just way to suck. sum up his time at Haas. I wonder why. Yeah, the whole thing. Please don't break the car. We don't have the budget to fix this. Yeah, right. This is the car that we need for next year. So <laughs> yeah, you've broken it enough. Get off. It's it's interesting because this track, a lot like uh, Paul Ricard in France, has uh, all the rumble strips, those blue lines painted, and then you have the red lines that are different levels of texture to slow the car down. And so, if a car sliding Ooh. over the blue or the red, or you get really penalized on time if you go off track and hit those blue those blue lines they really slow cars down yeah. i like it, it looks cool on the track and it actually has like penalties without it being like a sandbox yep all right man so let's talk about what we got going on coming into this race so we've already got max verstappen secured p1 in the championship checo perez secured p2 in the championship we're looking at p3 we've got lewis hamilton 232 points uh carlos Sainz. 200 points there in uh, P4. You've got Fernando Alonso tied with Carlos at P4 for 200. And then you've got five points down from that, Lando Norris with 195. So that one right there, Carlos, Fernando, and, and, and seven Lando. seven points from that is Leclerc. Is, yeah, so that's going to be a good one, a tight one to watch and see who's going to come out on top there. points between four drivers. That, that one's going to be good. And then over on the constructors, you've got... Ferrari and Mercedes separated by four points. So who's it going to be? Aston and McLaren separated by seven points. Yes. So it's going to be, there's a lot to watch. When people always talk about how boring F1 is because you know who's going to win. It's not where the racing is right now. You've got a lot going on, a lot to watch on this track. And I hope that the TV directors have all these notes and they're ready to show these battles instead of replays of the start or fan like people in the or crowd or whatever someone managing their tires on not doing anything <laughs> i'd also like to, to point out the up. back of the pack haas is in dead last at 12 points alfa romeo is at 16 alfa tauri's at 21 williams is at 28 okay there's only 14 points separating those four 14 points is a lot since two of them one of them hadn't even hit 14 and one's barely above it for the entire <laughs> season um but, you know, there's millions of dollars in prize money separating those guys. And, you know, Haas and Alfa Romeo, four points. That's, that's completely doable for Haas to catch up to them. Um, I don't see Alfa Tauri catching Williams. I think Williams is probably safe in P7. 
but there, there's not a lot separating everyone. You have a little bit of a shakeup in the field and, and something can happen. You can. I, I don't know, though, man. I think that's going to be a close one between Alpha Tauri and Williams. because It seems like Williams has been either they're on or they're just completely off. off. So if they have an off weekend, I don't know, man. You get Danny and Yuki. If they're, if they're putting it together, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. No matter Seven what, it's going to be interesting. a lot. We would need at least one of the Alpha Tauri's up at like piece seven yeah oof. i don't know we'll see what happens though i'm i'm super pumped for this for this race because there's so much on the line and we're actually going to get some final answers you know for this weekend so that's just what i'm looking forward i to. think that the teams ferrari mclaren aston and mercedes are going to be talking to their drivers about hey this is this the, this we're putting all the eggs in the basket for the prize money here we're playing the strategy game like we're not I don't really care about the driver's championship. Like Ferrari needs to get four points over Mercedes and Aston, you know, needs to get seven points on McLaren. That's not a lot. Like, I bet they start playing the strategy game. I think it'll be really interesting. You know, who's not going to be playing the strategy game. We have Alpine on a lonely Island with 120 points. They're in zero threat of losing P six in the championship or taking P five. They're not going anywhere, but Pierre Gasly and Esteban Ocon. They're generally not going anywhere. (laughs) Pierre Gasly and Esteban Ocon are separated by nine points. So you got Esteban Ocon right now in in P12 and Pierre Gasly in P11. If Esteban gets anywhere near Pierre Gasly, it is going to be a fight to the death. I guarantee it. And I cannot wait to see what happens. I just hope they take each other out. It's it's highly likely that they will. It'd be awesome. Oh, my God. All right. Well. Now that we're already starting to predict some things, let's go ahead and get into this weekend's predictions. On poll. What are you going to do? Do you have Max? I I went back and forth. I've gone back and forth. I'm going to go against what I've been saying, and I'm going to do something that I hope does not backfire. Please say that. I think that Charles Leclerc has. Yes, you're saying Leclerc. <laughs> I He's think have he an has awful seen weekend now. <laughs> Charles Leclerc has seen the bottom of the barrel. He's uh, been to rock bottom, and he's coming up, baby. Charles Leclerc, the universe has not given him two good races in a row yet, and I think they're going to allow it. Charles Leclerc is going to be on pole this weekend. Oh, I love it when you <laughs> when you root for him. <laughs> I hope it doesn't. And on the formation lap into the wall. <laughs> I want to see him do well so much. All I right. do too, but at this point, I'm, it's just a human experiment of how low can a Formula <laughs> One driver go. It's like it gives him a little glimmer of hope, and then just rips it right out from under. It's uh, what's the what's the saying? Uh, uh, money can't buy happiness, but I'd rather be crying in a Ferrari. Well, Leclerc is yeah. the embodiment. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's gonna be the title of his next piano album: "Crying in My Ferrari." <laughs> On P3, I've got Checo Perez. Oh, okay. P3 for me, I've got Lando Norris. I think the the McLaren's going to come back this weekend. I think the McLaren is going to come back a little bit. It's a medium downforce track. I think that going off of what Zach Brown said about last weekend, how bad they are in slow corners and how many slow corners are on this track, I'm curious if they're going to be able to overcome that. It's not a low downforce track, though, which is what really murdered them in Vegas. So I think that McLaren's going to be battling. I just, I don't see them on the podium in my, uh, P2. 
I've got Leclerc. Ooh, Charles Leclerc. I've got Checo Perez. I think he's he's also ended his bad luck, and I think he's going to finish think so. on a high. I think that Checo's uh, got the pressure taken off of him. He's secured P2 in the championship. We've all kind of agreed he's probably safe to start next year. I think that Perez is, or that, or that pressure is probably off, and I expect him to perform pretty well. Yeah, I think so. P1. You got him? <laughs> yeah, I got Max. I mean, yeah, I, I got Max also. <laughs> I, I don't think Max is going to allow anybody else to win the last race of the season. And what would that be? 18 for him this season? Uh, something like that. Is it 18 I think 19? 19. I think 19. I, think 19. I don't have it in front of me, but. Oof. All right. Wild card. I've got to... that Ferrari will take Mercedes in the constructor championship and BP2. I agree with that. I think that they definitely will. Um, I actually, so for my extended finishing order, I actually have Leclerc. And then science, so P4, Leclerc, science, P5. Um, I think they're going to have a pretty good uh, showing this weekend. My wild card is that there will be a Mercedes retirement. I think they're going to retire Ooh. one of their cars this weekend. You know who has not retired a car all week or all year due to power unit issues that we are expecting? Who? Ferrari. Are you serious? Yeah, Carlos yeah. Sainz hasn't caught on fire a single time. You see, I I think Ferrari. Look, here's what I was thinking about. I'm, I'm also uh, just throwing a whole lot in the atmosphere to see what a shit show this weekend could possibly be. So, both, <laughs> one car is going to light on fire, the other car is not going to start the race. All right, so here's the here's my thing with Ferrari, and uh, so we all expected this big massive shift to happen when Fred Vasseur came, and beginning the season, in the first half of the season, for a lot of it, we started or we didn't see these changes. We still saw a lot of strategy blunders. We saw a lot of, you know, just kind of bizarre calls being made. And now to getting towards the end of the season, we're starting to see, like, I don't, I can't remember the last time they did a, an absolute crazy strategy call. Like it's getting better. And the way I look at it is Ferrari is this massive ship and steering a ship takes a while. But I think that finally the ship is starting to come around. You're starting to see some, Really good things come out with Fred Vasseur. And I think at first it was kind of like, why did they go with him? But we're starting to see like he seems like an actual a good team principal. Um, and I just think it's taking a while. And finally, they're starting to come around. So I'm excited to see what they do for next year. I think they finally got a fast car. They finally got their heads on straight. And, you know, maybe we'll see, you know, some some good performance, a good uh, showing from the Ferrari team next year. I completely agree with you. I think that the car needs a good amount of development. I think that the strategy they went with on the car is just not anywhere near as efficient as the Red Bull. I mean, it's kind of hard to argue that in any way, but I just don't think that I'm excited to see what car shows up at the beginning of 2024. I think they're going to have to make some pretty drastic changes to continue to compete, but I completely agree with you. I think that the ship's turning, it's turning slower than I think everyone wanted. I really want to be a Ferrari fan. I yes. want to like them. I just can't. It's just like every time I try, I'm like, nah, it just doesn't feel right. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I always think back to Toto Wolf when Ferrari was doing so bad. And he was like, it's bad for business. Like Ferraris should be on the podium always in Formula One. Nobody else really has that level of prestige that they should be on the podium all the time like the name Ferrari does. 
So I'm True. excited for them to be doing well. The Scarlet Ferrari is always gorgeous. Um, yeah, I agree. You know, speaking of them like ships, I see, you know, Ferrari starting to turn. I think the Mercedes ship is just an icebreaker that's just plowing straight through the ice, not even trying to turn. And uh, I think that's why Mercedes is not doing well. I don't see any sort of like change in environment or no. or thought process or anything over there. They're just like, oh, we're Mercedes. We always win. We're going to plow right through this and win again. I don't know if that's going to work I, out I for can... them, but that's another podcast altogether. <laughs> I totally agree with that. And in comparison, real quick, we should do a whole podcast on it. You have Aston Martin, who's actively, you know, I feel like if we're going to sit on a, if we're going to stay on a ship and boat, you know, thing, I think that Aston Martin's like the tinier boat that's super agile and ducking and dodging and weaving waves and occasionally the wave gets some, but they're, they're actively doing stuff to become a whole lot better. The new factory coming online, like all of the stuff that Lawrence Scholl's implementing I'm excited to see Aston Martin next year because I think they're going to take another step forward. And I think they're going to be way more kind of like the beginning of this year, but more consistent. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Man, I'm so pumped for next year. It's going to be so exciting. I just, a but, little closer, a little bit. Let, let's, let's bring yes. in Max doesn't need to win 18 races, 19 races. That's Red Bull doesn't need to win all but two. Um, <laughs> like, it's just a little little tighter of a gap please we, we don't need full out 2021 again but maybe yeah. just a little bit closer all right man well we've got this abu dhabi yas marina circuit coming up this weekend final race of the season and uh we'll be back next week for our review after this race we got thanksgiving coming up so happy thanksgiving to everybody but uh i think that's gonna be it for this one dylan unless you got anything else that's all i got happy thanksgiving and uh on that note Stay classy, America. We'll see you next time.